0: hi I'm Jaslyn. and something that I set up this week was a new lamp <laughs> <laughs> it does sunsets and sunrises I'm not allowed to talk about it so that's all I'm gonna say
1: <laughs> hi I'm Ellen and something I set up this week is a new organized pantry and it had room for my favorite cookbooks and uh, various appliances and Tupperware along with food because I'm amazing <laughs> and this is
0: High expectations. expectations! The Minnesota. Minisode. We watched another movie. Oh, wow, we watch a lot of movies, don't we? This one was called Set It Up. <laughs> it stars uh, Zoe Deutsch,
1: is that name? Deutsch. <laughs> <Zoe>, Deutsch, Deutsch, <laughs> Deutsch, Deutsch, Deutsch. <laughs> uh, Glenn Powell, Lucy Liu, and Tay Diggs. Those are the ones who just need to know. Harper and Charlie are their names, they're so the main characters. They are assistants to two tyrannical bosses and they want to get more time off because they have to stay as late as they do and they have to attend to the every whim. So they decide that if they set up their bosses and they're having sex and they're like having romance, they'll be happy and distracted and they can actually live their lives outside of work and get the work-life balance they crave.
0: Good summary. Good summary. Okay. What did you think of the film? I was really surprised. Again, there's going to be spoilers, I guess. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, definitely. I not watch it. From the artwork on Netflix, I thought the movie was going to be about Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu. Yeah. And it is, but it's not. The focus is more as um, Harper and Charlie. Yes. Which I was glad about because I found Zoe incredibly attractive. Yeah, she's very <laughs> cute, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I I found it really enjoyable. It was, you know, it had some of the, the rom-com tropes, but also not... I was pleased that the requisite misunderstanding fight didn't last too long.
1: Yeah, and the stakes were pretty high. I thought that the fight was, like, pretty believable in a lot of ways, because his career would be affected by the information that he found out. Okay, so essentially what happens is that he finds out that his boss is cheating on her boss, who played by Lucilo, Tay Diggs. And when uh, Charlie finds this out, he tells Harper, but refu- says, oh, you know, I don't want to tell anyone because it might affect my career pretty much. And then Harper is absolutely scandalized and is like, this is immoral, we can't let my boss marry, because they get engaged, marry somebody who is cheating on her and then, you know, she goes and does it and loses her job over it. So, but that, those are some pretty high stakes and she decides to stop talking to Charlie over it, understandably. That's one of those tensions in mm. real life, too. Should I tell my friend slash colleague slash whoever that their partner's cheating? The answer's mainly no, to be honest. It depends. But yeah. mainly no. <laughs> but um, I guess in this case, it was really important for her to actually tell her because she was rushing into a
0: decision. Yeah. It was, like, full-on, like, wedding. And like, an eloping wedding. So it was, like, things are happening. Way too quickly, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't really ship the bosses.
1: Yeah. No, definitely not. Did you ship uh, Harper and Charlie?
0: Not intensely. Yeah, same. Yeah. But, you know, if I knew Harper and she was like, here's my boyfriend, Charlie, I'd be like, oh yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's okay. Drew's is nice. Has a, a nice smile. is,
0: isn't it? He's fine.
1: I wasn't, I was really digging her, but she was a little bit obnoxious as young women. <laughs> young women <laughs> in movies tend to be. Yeah. <clears throat> um. She obviously has a lot of energy, Zoe. Um, I've seen her in a lot of interviews as well. And she's just, she's bouncing off the walls, that girl. Just full of energy. Um, and she really brings that to the role. And yeah, my impression of the movie was, I you always know where a rom-com's going to go. You know, they're going to end up together. But hmm. for lovers of rom-coms like me and Jazz, I think it's not the destination. Or it is the destination. We want the the formulaic story, mm. but it's also the journey and what's really cool about Set It Up is that the journey is real bumpy, like some interesting shit actually happens. Yeah, The story development's quite cool. It's written and directed by women, correct? And our friends at um, Amanda's Picture
0: Show Go-Go are doing an episode on it, I believe? I think so. It's directed by Claire Scanlon and written by Katie Silber- Silberman. Yeah, those are definitely women's names. <laughs> Yep.
1: I um, thought they were doing a celluloid ceiling episode on it. I think they are. Oh. All right. Well, maybe we can edit that out if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a bit past 20
0: minutes. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> sh- shout out, Mandra and Justine. So to summarise, Harper is single. Yes. Charlie has a girlfriend. Yes. He doesn't see very much because he's so busy. Which is such a rom com trope, eh? Hey? Yeah. Uh, Kristen is single. Rick separated yes but not emotionally or separated yeah sexually separated whatever yeah they still hooked up with the old ex-wife there's a scene where charlie and Harper are like alone in one of their apartments eating pizza like sitting on the floor by the bed yeah they are kind of like after like a long night they've been at a party they stole a pizza or something on the way out
1: yeah i remember
0: (laughs) that but the best stuff of the whole film for me was trying to get into the apartment trying to find the keys and charlie's holding this pizza box he's like i'm gonna fuck this pizza yo and i said to the screen i feel you bro i want this pizza too (laughs) and you know they have this chat they have this like the quiet moment scene in the bedroom i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna kiss I'm not ready for the kiss yet, because Charlie is still with his girlfriend. And, yeah, and his we didn't, yeah, I don't like when they do that. I didn't want that tension.
1: A lot of queer films actually do that. Like, oh, I'm queer, but I'm with a man, and I can't help it. It's like, no, cheating is cheating is cheating, fam. Like, yeah. we want queer films where they get together, and it's honest. Yeah. People should just write more queer films. Anyway, this isn't a queer film, which is probably its biggest downfall.
0: Yeah, and there's no reason why Charlie can't have multiple girlfriends but they need to do it ethically. Uh,
1: ethically, yes. So yeah. that would be cheating, right? The other thing I was going to say is, here's my problem with a film. You want to hear my problem? Go for it. I don't like films that glamorize um, relationships between bosses and employees, which I essentially think are bullying. I think a lot of what Lucy Lou or uh, Kirsten and Rick do to their, their assistants is actually workplace bullying. And I don't think it should be like just made for laughs which is the whole point of this film really mm. and like maybe that makes me a killjoy whatever but i think a lot of films are like this where it's like it's totally acceptable and hilarious that this boss is terrible to their employee like the devil wears prada is probably the most iconic one yeah and it's like just schadenfreude like that's uh, their that's what they're relying on for entertainment and i think that can be okay but the problem with these films is that there's often like a 360 degree turnaround or a 180 rather where they're like mean but then they allow that influence to give their female employees step up which is what happens in Set It Up. Kirsten gives Harper, you know, basically sets up her career as a sports writer Hmm. and I'm like, cool but like why are these monsters essentially redeemed in the last second? Why Why can't we have the scene where they get revenge on the monster? You know? And the same thing happens in Devil Wears Prada. It's just like, no, in real life, if you had a tyrannical boss, like, they're not going to give you a leg up in the industry. In fact, they're just going to give you a horrible reference. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I guess, I don't know. Uh, what do you think about that, Jazz? It, it's not something that I'm, like, cut and dry about. I'm not black and white. Like, I did like this film, but it is something that bothers me when I watch films yeah. about monster
0: bosses. It's so, like a mildly abusive relationship that they have and that there's, like, a fear that you cannot leave. Yeah. Until I leave. Yeah. And I'll just call you at any time of the night, because I want something. And I want you to run my, just, household errands, or just, like, just anything, like, innocuous like that, that your employee just shouldn't be doing. And just feeding this mentality that you don't leave before the boss leaves. You can't leave at your set time. You just gotta, like, work over over time and...
1: Right, and your dreams will only come true if Mm. you suffer abuse. Yeah, and work really, really hard. Yeah, like, beyond, like, what should be considered normal or actually safe, like... <laughs> yeah. she's there for,
0: like, midnight sometimes. Yeah. Not really getting any dinner because the boss takes it all and she's just hungry, goes home, gets up, I don't know, six o'clock or something, and then goes back to work. Trying to get there by, like, 7, 7.30 to get the bosses the morning coffee.
1: Yeah.
0: So she's got no life quality.
1: No. Terrible work-life balance. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. No, I wouldn't want to do it either. And I think, like, I don't know, I guess we have to give people more credit. Like, I don't think they're stupid when they watch a movie. Like, they can see that it's not an okay thing to be doing to others and yourself. But at the same time, it's, like, just... uh, It's just kind of lazy writing, I guess, in a way. Like, oh, let's just set up this hilarious premise in which a boss is horrible to their employee... It's like—is it really
0: that hilarious? When you think about it a little bit harder. <laughs> I mean, you get that kind of thing with the horrible bosses movie.
1: Yeah, like I don't have any desire to watch horrible bosses. I don't. Yeah, it looks like a shit movie to begin with. And they're not great movies,
0: but they do—they <laughs> do get revenge. They get the revenge. Yeah, you want sure, like, true. True. The person overworks me. I'll kill them.
1: <laughs> that's that's so extreme. It's
0: extreme. We don't I
1: no, mean... Fucking hell. I if mean, movies are just like, my boss is horrible to me. Guess I'll look for a new job. Because that's what you can do in life. You can look for a new job, go to a new job, and get better working conditions. But yeah. no, I guess that wouldn't be interesting, would it?
0: Okay, let's go through our normal questions. Yeah. Is this a feminist film? Yeah. Does it pass the our test?
1: Yes. Um, Harper and Kirsten discuss her career quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Is... Harper and Manic Pixie Dream Girl. No. I think
1: a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is written as a sub-character in association with the main cishet white male lead and then takes them on an adventure that like changes their perspective on life. But the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has to have really no background story. And we spend right. a lot of time with Harper. We know her like flaws. We know her you know, strengths, mm. and we know her desires that are well beyond her relationship to Charlie. In fact, she's, like, quite an independent, cool
0: character. She is, yeah. She's got some manic like, pixie dream girl symptoms, but that's not who she is.
1: Well, like I said, I think, like, a lot of young characters are Russian. she's quite obnoxious, like, more so than actual young women are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's got the whole, like, hot mess vibe going on.
1: And also like, just like casually like, I don't want to be here when I'm 28. I actually hated her for that. I know it's bad because I'm 27 and like a lot of people my age, I'm not exactly where I'd want to be. And that's actually okay because 27, 28, as Charlie is, is really young. But she's like, I don't want to be here when I'm 28. I guess when you're 23, you think 28's really old, but it's actually not. And nobody likes you when you're 23. It's true. (laughs) We just lost all of our 23 year old listeners. I don't know if we had any, to be fair.
0: Right, right in, let us know.
1: Finn, do you listen? <laughs> My whole flatmate Finn is 23, and wonderful. <laughs> I was a dicky when I was 23, though. I can say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are that other fan? questions? Do you recommend this film?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's, like, kind of more of a background film, like you say. Like, you know, you don't have to pay lots of attention, which is kind of cool these days, because everyone wants to be on their phone when they watch stuff. <laughs>
0: And remember the the opening like, montage of people? Yeah. I took a Snapchat of it. Because I was like, totally relatable. And now I can't think what it was. No, neither. I wonder if it's in my saved snaps. <laughs> well, Jazzle looks for that. I should probably carry on.
1: Yeah. Good rom-coms are few and far between. And like I said, this one has uh, ups and downs and unpredictable stuff. But if, you've probably already watched it because we said this is going to be spoilerific. So, yeah. If you liked it write in and tell us about it or not or like comment on our social media posts because no one seems to do that for some reason so yeah we want to engage with you you guys are as much part
0: of high x as we are high expectations has been inside you all along
1: i <laughs> love it yeah it's much better than duck butter duck butter sucks
0: Alright, <laughs> oh, here it is so this woman's yelling in the diner or something. She said, no, no, no. I said no onions. I said onions were fatal. And I took a Snapchat of that. And I was like relatable, because I don't eat onions anymore, because they make me feel really sick. So I can feel that. I was like, yes, yeah. this is my woman. Yeah. She, you never see her every games so. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Don't don't watch Duck Butter. Here's a mini episode of Duck Butter. Hi, I'm Jessen. Welcome to expectations. We watch Duck Butter because of real gross stuff that happens. And some kind of hot stuff that happens. (laughs) But overall, we don't ship the protagonists. No. And the only interesting thing about the movie is that it's a lesbian film. One of the women was originally going to be a man, but they couldn't cast a role properly. So they switched it to be a woman, but kept the same script. Kind of suffers for it, but it's interesting at the same time.
1: I think, actually, that's not the reason why it suffers. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I think, like, it actually says that a lot more films could star queer characters if you just hired a woman instead of a man.
0: It's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, they must have barely changed the script at all, because... Yeah. Even the woman's called Sergio.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Alien. Alien was written for a man, and then they hired a woman at the last minute, and no one would fucking notice, at least they told yeah. the world. Don't watch The
0: Feels. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: what's the other queer film you saw
0: recently? There was one that I, I thought was maybe feels worse. and...
1: Uh, do watch Skins Seasons 3 and 4. Is, right? Or is yep. it right? Yep, seasons and four? Skins Seasons 3 and 4. Um, because Naomi and Emily are in it, and they're probably one of the best queer couple characters on TV ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no Emily I think I took it out of my list because I was like, so mad at these movies.
1: Scroll. You voted them thumbs down. Uh, also, bad Netflix films you can skip bachelorette sucks it's just full of like really unsympathetic characters that i didn't enjoy and the plot is stupid too they just ruin her wedding dress and the whole movie's based around them trying to fix it and it just gets worse and worse and worse and i didn't enjoy
0: it it was definitely three movies
1: Yeah, you did, you watched another one. It was
0: without Sarah. Oh, there's one where they didn't have sex. Yes. Oh, they just cast twice. I watched this film. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this film. All the sex happened off camera. It had, oh, it had um, that woman with the name Evan. Evan Rachel Witt? Oh, no. No? I love Evan Rachel Witt. Oh, fuck, hang search for lesbian
1: (laughs) 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 yeah it'll definitely be like under queer or something
0: Ah, okay Uh, yeah I watched this movie called Love Song and it has Jenna Malone and Riley Coe they have this like hook up at one time when they're younger and then they don't talk for years because they kind of like have a freak out about it and then they get back together because uh, Jenna Malone's character comes to her friend Mindy's wedding She's gonna be like a bridesmaid. They see them kissing before they hook first hook up. All the sex happens off camera. It gets referred to the next morning by being like, I don't regret having sex and then things are awkward, they part ways. Years later they get back together. They have sex another time, but it starts off with like kissing at a club and then cuts away again. Dumb. And then they have this like cuddle on, on a rug near the end. So I was like, an hour and a half watching this lesbian film, one of them gonna marry a guy at the end. And Aye. there was no sex scene. Yeah. So screw that. Don't watch it.
1: Oh my god, I watched this other film I really hated as well. And what was it called? The Intervention. Have you seen that one? It's got Kobe Schmolders in it. I and think um, so. The New Zealand one as well. The New Zealand actress that's in Heavenly Creatures. Melanie Linsky is in it. Yeah. It's so bad. Basically the whole premise is that one of the uh, the Melanie Linsky character thinks that Colby, Smulders and her husband have a bad marriage, so they, they try to have an intervention to tell them that they should get separated and naturally they're like, what is wrong with you? Don't invite us over here and tell us that we have to get divorced. We have three kids together. It was actually because she hated her own relationship. Spoiler. It's a stupid mm. movie.
0: Yeah. And The Fields is about a bachelorette party for this lesbian couple. During the festivities, it's revealed that one of them has never had an orgasm and she's been faking the entire time. (gasps) They then talk about having to, like, end the relationship over this. I'm like, what the hell? It's not that big a deal. chill. Yeah. Sense prevails and they say together. The rest of the movie is bad. Don't watch it. (laughs) You said that I could
1: watch it in the background. It's
0: a background movie, but more of a background movie than set it up is.
1: Yes. Yes. True. Okay.
0: Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at high expectations Podcast, or on Twitter at highexpodcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. I'm going constantly. Exciting.
1: Yeah. Like. Hi, I'm Ellen, and I watched a movie called Oh Fuck. Hi, it's Carolyn and Vanessa from, from Not Another X Files podcast, podcast podcast. We're the female-led X Files podcast you didn't even know you were looking for.
0: We've got plenty of opportunities for nostalgia conspiracies forbidden romance and plenty of laughs
1: it's true come on over to our place in vancouver canada and revisit your favorite 90s sci-fi tv show you'll be glad you stopped
0: by you can find us on all your favorite podcast spots and on the web at Bye bye